Hey everyone, big one up today. Uh, okay, let me be fully transparent with everyone. If you're not remotely into The Sopranos, like not at all, you don't even like it, you hate The Sopranos, this may not be the episode for you. If you love, like, or have any interest in one of the great shows of all time, I think you'll really enjoy this long sit down with my friend who is a, uh, a regular character on The Sopranos. So hang out. It's going to be a lot of fun. Hey, good morning. Good, good morning. afternoon. No, no, no. Will, hold on one second. Hey, what, the, what the fuck? Man? By the way, Saif, I love how this happens on every episode now. <laughs> this, it's actually becoming the new tradition. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. And good night. Welcome to the Juan Epstein is Life podcast. Oh, the full. You don't hear the full Juan Epstein that often anymore, but that is true. Welcome aboard to Juan Ep is Life. And uh, Saif. Today, for the first time ever, I have uh, my neighbor joining us on One App. Man, I mean, listen, this podcast has gotten exponentially better, where we're just grabbing people in the hallway now <laughs> to right. be on the show. There he is, my friend, my, my friend and next door neighbor, Will. How's it going, Will guys? Janowitz, how are you, man? Up, I'm good. I'm good. I, I don't even have shoes on. That's how close we live to each other. Yeah. He literally just walked over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, it's funny. There's a... Will literally is the next door yeah. to, to me. We share a yeah. wall. Yeah, I mean, let me put it this way. To just lift the curtain up completely, Will and I live so close that I'm currently badgering him to move so I can break down the wall and take his apartment. It's that's, true. That's literally how close it's we true. live to each it's other. It's true. Not only does he live next door, I want his actual apartment. That's what this podcast yeah. is actually under the guise of... Uh... Well, do you know how many jokes I already prepared to make? Because the reason Will is on the show, by the way, among other things, is that he, he was a star of The Sopranos, uh, one of the great characters, uh, Finn, and so the amount of jokes that I want to make about, you know, making you some sort of offer that you can't refuse, you know, <laughs> it would be such I, I said to Natalie the other day, I was like, if I knew Tony, he would just have a conversation and we could move in. He would will would have to leave. That would be it. You're saying you're trying to bribe your neighbor with a guest appearance on the one up is life podcast. <laughs> yes. That's I what you think. You know, I didn't think this about is what you think. It I didn't think about it that way, Saif, but you're right. That's a really good idea. I think after this appearance, this life-changing appearance on One Ep is life. Or if this was an episode of, like, your Larry David show, it would be a podcast, you know, where you kind of gaslit me into... That's you know. a great. That's a that's a great episode. Yeah. Where I would spend the episode being like, Saif, I'm going to have this guy on, yeah. and I'd have Saif say certain totally. things that would encourage yeah. you right, to right, sell right. the apartment. Totally. Totally. Anyway, so uh, so Saif and I have talked a few times about having Will, uh, about having you on the show before. And then recently, because Natalie had never watched The Sopranos, we started it from the very beginning. And I am now, uh, I have five episodes left in the series. Wow. The truth is, I do not remember, even though it's my third watching, I do not remember what happens with your character. I cannot recall whether you come back again. I think you do. But am I wrong? Uh, I'm trying to think. You guys are broken up. Okay. And 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 Anthony went on and dated Blanca and now at all the family things Meadows just alone. Do you come back again or is it over? Do you want me to answer that? Yeah, you can tell it to me. I won't yeah. tell Natalie, but uh, you should tell me. I'm pretty I'm 99% sure I don't come back. Uh however, there's Spoiler a Spoiler alert. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> well, I asked him. I said it also also I believe that there is one episode uh, that's coming up 
where there's a family event. Is she dating this that other dude yet? She's not dating anyone yet. Weird. Okay. There's a. Have you reached a point where she goes? I'm on with Finn, and and in another room, it's like a family function, like Thanksgiving maybe, and he's like, send my regards or something, and then you hear, you, I think you hear my voice, or you just hear her. Has that happened? I don't remember. Okay, so if that happens, then I don't. That's it? Yeah. And do they ever mention you again? Like, does uh, is it known how your relationship ends? Is it known how our relationship... No, they kept it very opaque. Like, we don't know what happened. It's okay. just... I moved back to San Diego. Right, you moved back to yeah. San Diego. So, yeah. So uh, let's let's start here. Um, how did you end up doing The Sopranos? Where were you in your life at that time? Take us through the beginning of this story of sure. being a part of one of the greatest shows of all time. Absolutely. Uh, so, I had it was probably my second professional job. I went to this kind of prestigious uh, acting school in North Carolina called North Carolina School of the Arts. And I like being in North Carolina. I dug the peop- some of the people, but I really just wasn't into this nerdy kind of musical theater kind of vibe. And I actually got kicked out of that school. I then traveled the country with my uh, then girlfriend and I came back to New York City um, 9-11 was just, just happened or whatever. It, it was a weird fucking time. And then I'm there and, <laughs> and I'm like, what am I doing? I get like, per, I get production jobs and I work on a couple movies and I became Mary Louise Parker. You know that actress? Mm-hmm, of course. I became her personal assistant because I was wow. like, I was, I was always, was the, that again? she was, was the Mary chick Louise? from Weeds. Oh yes, 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 yeah. yes. So yes. I become her. I I I had some you know in with a producer, and she's like, "You'll be a PA," and and I was a terrible PA. And Mary Louise Parker saw me like cracking jokes with like the, you know, the, some other crew members, and she was like, "Who's that guy? I want him to be my personal assistant." And it became a disaster because she used me as this blockade for production. Like basically I became a conduit between her and the producers. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, Cause yeah, she hated yeah, yeah, the yeah. production. So she was like, Oh my God. So That's my dude. I was a liaison. You were a liaison. And, you, and was, you're a kid. Yeah. 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 And she was mad cool to me though. And um, she'd be like, here's $60. Go to like Williamsburg, which was just like a, you know, shit show at that time. And go get yourself a sandwich and go bring me back something. And, and that was my job. And I would go and whatever. And was we, this on weeds or pre weeds? This is pre weeds. This is pre. It was a movie I'm called. Uh, I'm forgetting. But, Shawshank uh, Redemption. It was called Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> I've, I've it heard was of a that. small film called Shawshank Redemption. Uh, yeah, and then so I remember some dude who was like, "When you decide," it was the production designer. He's like, "Because I was always just being silly," and he was like, "When you decide what you're gonna do, you're gonna be really good at it." And I was just like, "That's a backhanded compliment." <laughs> <laughs> and and finally, I took acting seriously, got a manager, and I started getting roles. I did a George, uh, before Jerry Orbach died. I did a Law and Order with Jerry Orbach mm. and Jesse Martin, and those wow. those dudes were so fucking cool. Like OG Law and Order was like kind of a right to right of passage yeah. as a New York actor. But Jerry Orbach, yeah, and, I heard, uh, I heard Jerry Orbach was really cool. So on, cool, back in the, on show, so yeah. cool. He was just like, like some New York shit. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. He was like, he's an OG. Jesse Martin's an OG. Like, they were just cool cats. And then I got other jobs. But then uh, this, I'll never forget. Like, I get a 
uh, you know, you'd get an email, you'd print out everything, or at that time you'd go to your agency, you'd pick it up, and it was The Sopranos. And I forget if I got the entire script. They used to sometimes, they were very secretive, so I think it was just the sides, which means for those listening, sides are the, just the, your, your scene. Like your, yeah. like yep. your part, exactly. your pages. Exactly. And I look at it and it just looks like, you know, fucking foreign language to me because I don't know the show, never watched it while I was in college. Wow. When I while I was in college for those two years, the show had become a phenomenon. And then the subsequent two years where I was back in New York, um, it was starting to take off, but I just didn't watch it. My parents did. So my mother I, I my mom was uh rest in peace. She was very, very intelligent, very you know, just you know, she was the best. And she, I said, mom, what's the deal with this show? <clears throat> and she goes, what show? And I go, here. You know, I put the pages in front of her and she goes, sit down. She was like, shut the <laughs> fuck up and listen to me. And she <laughs> went through the whole sides, like for like a half hour, she just sat there analyzing it. She goes, okay, I know what's going on. And she goes, cause she was watching the show. She right, knew right. the yeah, archetypes. Yeah, yeah. She knew who was, you know, who was. And, and who was in the original edition? What was, what scene was it? Well, so. The scene was me at dinner. Mm -hmm. It was my first scene. Mm -hmm. It was the intro to Finn. Mm -hmm. And it was me, uh, my my friend from college, Jamie, Tony, Carmela, and Robert. Mm -hmm. That was my first scene. Anthony Jr., yep. Anthony Jr., sorry. And... I'm, you know, I'm on a first name basis. Of course. Of course. And, and by the way, this was at this was at the apartment in the city yep. where Meadow was living with a dude who was not you, right? I don't know if they were living. I, don't I, th- I thought that was the. Imp- I thought that's the thing they talk about is that. He's no, a- she had a roommate. Oh, she, she had, had a roommate. She had Black. a roommate. Her name was Alexa Palandino, and she's a she's a great actress. Okay, so she had a female roommate. Yes, and you are there with a friend also. Correct. And you're the boyfriend. You're all the new fr- boyfriend. We're all friends. New boyfriend, and I'm meeting. They're coming over for dinner at their college. So, so your mom's able to explain more so of the mom, dynamic exactly. of this scene. You're meeting Tony. Exactly. Right. So my mom was like, "You're meeting a dude who is a ruthless." Yeah. Machiavellian, very smart, charming, scary dude. But the but the ultimate takeaway was scary, because but you're you can't let you're not can't play the fear, but you can a little bit. And and to be honest, uh, that that wasn't that hard for me. I I kind of I'm that's I'm good at showing my true emotions, and I was able to sort of like capitalize on that. However, now that you mention it, the the truth is. I was given, no, I was given that role, but then I had to take the train. You take the NR or whatever. You take the seven to, you go to Silver Cup. Silver Cup, yeah. Back in the day, you'd go to Silver Cup, which was kind of hallowed ground. You know, you'd you'd fucking get off it there. You'd come down this spiral staircase, then you'd walk, and all of a sudden, you're like, oh, this is where movies are made. For people who don't live here, by the way, uh, Saif, Silver Cup and and Will Buddy, it's the biggest studio here, right? Well, now it's now it's. It's the second one biggest of the one of the okay. Yeah, the Brooklyn big, one is now right. Steiner, Steiner, yeah, which is the one in Brooklyn Navy Yard. Steiner Studios, yeah, okay. yeah. And but um, but if you go over the, if you ever watch the show Taxi, mm-hmm. and when the cab is driving over that bridge, that's the Queensboro Bridge, the 59th Street right. Bridge. And when you get off that bridge, even you know how long you ever live in New York, 
you would always see the sign Silver Cup Studio. Yep. Right. Yeah. It's right there. You have no idea what it is. Yeah, it's just you have a, no a idea. It's just huge a big sign ass that place. Always, yeah. yeah. Yeah, on the on the on the Queen side of the on the bridge. Which is kind of dope because it's like our little Hollywood. It is. It's like this yeah. like yeah, and you and 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 I'll never yeah, so And a lot of stuff has got made there. Like oh, it's so funny. 30 for, Rock, 30 Rock. 30 I mean, Rock was big there, yeah. For as much as people, you know, it's you want to go to make movies and and television, you go to LA. Yep. You know, that's that's what you do. Yeah. I mean, for as much as that's true, they make a lot of movies and television here as well. A lot, right? Oh, like yeah. second most Probably oh, yeah. to Los Angeles. Oh yeah. So and Silver Cup is nah, uh, is hopping to that. Yeah. Atlanta. Atlanta. Is, Atlanta's coming up. Coming yeah. Atlanta's, Atlanta's, yeah. Atlanta. Atlanta's it's really all now. It's like tax credit shit. You know. It's just right. where yeah, do you get New right. Mexico's like a big deal now. Yeah. Right. Yep. And but yeah, but for New York, yeah, this was Silver like Cup's spot. a thing. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And um, and so I walk in, and that's where the callback was. So I get. I you know you get the thing you're you, you know you, they they tell you actually they, so George Ann Walken Christopher Walken's wife cast it okay and George Ann goes while I was in the first audition she goes I do the scene she goes you know maybe you should read for the best friend and I said okay whatever you want so I read for the best friend oh because you don't know at this point what who has a longer arc yeah you don't exactly know, right? Right, okay exactly. I don't know anything fuck so you don't even know that you could be saying sure I'll read for the thing that he that guy's gone after gone that. gone he's there for what seems so I go so she goes you know what we're gonna call you back you're gonna come to silver cup next week and you're gonna read for the best friend and I said okay cool and she goes you know they she uh, she knew that I was kind of green she goes just don't look at it, anybody in the eye when you're reading, which is kind of commonplace. Basically, she's saying you look at the reader, not the director or whomever else is in the room, producer. Yeah, oh, yeah. got it, got it, got it. Just look at that. Play the scene out with the person who's reading with you. Correct. That's it. Okay. So I was like, cool, got it. Show up to Queens the next week, and there's a line out the door. Like, a lot <sighs> of people are there. And that sucks. You know, you're just, as an actor, you're like, oh, I got a competition. It's going to be my friends of mine. I see this girl. We smoke a cigarette outside. And, and she calmed me down. She's a talented actor she, who didn't wind up on the show but had a big career after. Um, I'm forgetting her name. I want to say Skylar, but it's not that. And we're just chilling, talking. And you go inside, and you kind of, like, wait for your name to be called. And I saw, like, fucking... 50 dudes um it, and for the rest let's, uh, it's it's an interesting thing like the experience of the experience of what you just described because Saif I don't know if you've Saif you've auditioned for random shit too haven't you yeah I, yeah and yeah, when you it, see it's a, it's a rough feeling man. bruh when you show oh, yeah. a lot of guys your description that fit your description right yeah. and when you show up and you see there's just tons of people there in your mind you just naturally go what are the odds that I get this yeah 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 you know that yeah. you, you just immediately yeah. believe less because yeah. you're like numbers will say I literally have a one percent chance of getting this now and it yeah. and it turns into a uh, a head fuck where you're just convinced. I mean, what you got to basically do is just focus on you got to focus on the work and what you've prepared. You know, you just have to be like you know, and there's alchemy to the certain amount of alchemy to it, but there's also like I knew I was a New York kid. I knew. Most of these people are some jabronis from fucking like, you know, wherever. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. I was like, you know what? Just do your thing. I go in. Eventually they call me and there's quite a few. <laughs> there's quite a few people in the room and they're like, uh, OK, let's do the scene. I do the scene as the best friend. And they go, you know, would you go outside and prepare the boyfriend, uh, Finn, after I did it? 
Okay. I, I go, okay, cool. So I prepare it. I remember that I had looked at it before because that was the original role. And then I come, right. I come in, I do it again. He gave me. Uh, but you can read the script though. You're reading. You don't have to memorize it. No, they gave me. Uh, I already kind of was was pretty familiar with it because of the first time I did it. Right. Okay. Got it. Um. And so yeah, I come back in, I do it, and the guy James Heyman, who was the director, was like, gave me a little note. I took it. I left. And then I go home and my mom was like, how'd it go? And I was like, I think it went well. I don't know. Time goes by. Like two weeks later, I haven't heard anything. And I call my manager and I'm like, yo, like, did you ever hear anything about this? He goes, no one told you? He's like, we just found, <laughs> he's just like, we just found out. You got it. I was oh, like, shit. got what? He's like, the boyfriend. And I was like, oh, so oh, you don't my. even know which part you got? No, no. I, I kind of guess it is. I didn't know. I didn't know. And they fucking told me, man. And like, it, 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 it really, you know, it made me happy because especially for after being like kicked out of school, which was harsh, you know, that's, that's tough. Like I, I, if I had to do it again, I wouldn't have gone to college at the time I did. Like, I just wouldn't have, I felt too young and I felt too like vulnerable and like, I should have just like traveled or done, worked on a fucking, you know, whatever, just. So Even the PA stuff would have been better, like exactly. at that time, you know? right? Yeah. So now you have it. I get the role. And hold on. So that means that at some point, the first scene you ever do here is going to be a dinner scene with oh, Tony 100%. and Carmel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. So that was my first scene. So I get to set. I get. I get. Now I'm back at Silver Cup, and it's funny. Like, by the way, still haven't seen the show. Oh, you still hadn't gotten a chance to watch it. I didn't. I just consciously was like, I'm not watching it. You didn't want to overthink it. Yeah, okay. I just didn't want to overthink it. I just play. You just playing the the, the girl's boyfriend, and right. you got to meet the, the dad. Like, exactly. You don't need to know all exactly. of this shit because think about it in real life. When you meet a girl, you totally. have no idea what you her don't know dad every detail of her dad. Totally. Yeah. I know I would have yeah. wound up doing some bullshit. Like I would have. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. would have made. Hey, Tony. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, some shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Or I just would have been like I would have tried to act tough maybe or like or tougher or do yeah, and it, yeah, it just yeah. would have thrown me. I was like I know my job. Um, yeah, there's two. There were two. There were yeah. two fear things that were going on. I ne- I didn't and I'm not like not blown, like uh, this is you know whatever. I I had I had had a lot of girlfriends up until that point. I love you know ladies ladies yeah, yeah sure, sure so but I that was one thing that freaked me the fuck out maybe more than Tony mm. was having to be with a woman on screen in a way where it was like, Oh, I gotta be your boyfriend. Like I've never had to do this. Oh, like, you've never done a romantic thing. I had thing never like done that. that. Yeah. No. And it was scary as fuck. Like how old are you at this time? Twenty three or something, like twenty two. Right, right. And I and and yeah. like touching her. Like I was like, yo, is this okay? Like I was like yeah. I was kinda like just shook by that that aspect so that added to my tension where i was like oh and it probably worked too but anyway i'll back it up so i walk into silver cup and the only poster the sopranos that's up is hanging over the dude who sits there to check you in okay (laughs) it was it was like kind of a ghetto setup okay and it was this dude who became a friend who was like the the og kind of like security guy for the for the stages and he checks me and he's like he looks up. He's like, your first time? And I was like, yeah, yeah. He's like, you're going to be great. Like, yeah, this is all shtick down. But the poster above the wall was, it was Tony in the middle 
one family, biological family on the right side, yeah. and then his crew on the left. Mm -hmm. And it goes if. Oh, yeah, yeah, I love that poster. Yeah, and then the tag was if one family doesn't kill him, the other, the other one, one will. will. Yep, yep, yep. And, and yeah, it's a dope poster. And I'm like, yo, I'm here. I get changed. They sit you in your room for like a really long time. Oh, by the way, pre this, I probably had done a table reading. Okay. I'm skipping that. So and you that, had met everyone. Yes. Okay. So that made it cool and a little bit scarier too, though, because then you're like, oh, now, now I'm seeing, like, I'm seeing how much hype these people have. I'm seeing how, like, oh, they're stars already, and I'm walking yeah, yeah, in. Yeah. I'm, I'm walking in. And I'm like looking at all of them, <clears> and I'm taking each of the archetypes in. I still haven't read the script. I don't know what the show's about. Right. Ostensibly, you know, I really don't know. And I'm taking them all in. Jamie was very cool to me. Robert. J or Jamie is played Meadow. Robert played AJ. Very cool to me. The vibe was great. I go on set, and yeah, man, like that was the first. I had been on a set where the stage is built out, but on when I walked on Sopranos, I was like, oh wait, this is a big show where this each, is um what the set is. Meadows the set is Meadows apartment. apartment um, okay, and it's all it's all a set. Yep. It's, yep. It's, well, okay. so here's a here's an interesting fact is that at this time, which was season four, they still shot Tony's house in Caldwell, New Jersey, at a dude right. who had that house, and they right. rented it, right. and, they, and they were renting it. They would pay a lot of money. But that dude started yeah. getting big-headed and started trying to overcharge them. They right. then built... The same thing. The same exact fucking set. To a T. So a lot right. of the time, what you saw when you thought you were watching the interior of Caldwell was that. And I think it started yeah, on well, season the, four. So I saw... The original... The original... The original um, uh, seasons was a house in Jersey. Correct. And then they and then they recreated it and put it in. But then, okay, the so, interior, uh, the interior. So then, but yeah, but the interior, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if post season four, they had stuff to do outside the house, they would still go. They'd back. still have to go rent yeah. it for that day yeah. to just go outside for that scene. Exactly. Wow, that's crazy. I, that's wild just to yeah. think about. Okay, so I would walk in and and I'm pretty sure I at that point they had already built it, and so I had I got to see that. I got to see other stuff. I was I was just kind of like walking around like yeah just taking shit in dude you're like looking around i mean imagine this now right like first of all there was no social media there was no facebook there was no instagram whatever yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i don't think there was facebook maybe they're like early nation yeah yeah stages. maybe the, yeah maybe very the very very yeah, very yeah it was very beginning so it was like myspace right and i should say david chase at every table read would stand up and he'd go thank you guys for being here i hope you know how special it is that you are all here. And Dope. I want you to know that um, this is a very uh, secretive show and it's very important to me and the fabric of, of this show that you don't share any of this information with the media. Because at that point, there Yay. were there were shady <laughs> cats trying to, you know, the post mainly. Yeah, trying to get in. Post wants to, to leak shit from the show. Totally. Right. Because then this, because, I mean, imagine like what, I mean, I guess they still have that. Well, bro, way. listen, it's funny that you bring that up. Uh, totally different. Half of the wrestling world is oh, people leaking. That's the I whole, bet. and I always, Saif, you and I have never talked about this, but you would appreciate this so much because you're always so grateful to do things that are cool. 
When I'm yeah. at WWE, I've never told anyone shit, right? Like yeah. if it's a real yeah. secret, I don't even tell Dipperstein. I tell nobody. If it's That's real, cool, right? if it's real shit. And when people get the jobs and leak shit, I'm like, you dreamed about yeah. being here yeah. and now you yeah, leak yeah, yeah, it? Yeah. Like even what the if fuck? even if even if like I mean, I guess they pay you. I don't know. Me? I don't know. Yeah. Or is it just They used you... to pay. Apparently, I heard some dude who worked on the show. Uh, actually, it was probably a legitimate, per, legitimate person who, who said a, people were making a lot of money. Mm. I mean, we could do a whole podcast about the side hustles that these that cats were doing for The Sopranos. Oh, you mean they were making a lot of money to leak information? Uh, the, that and like... We, uh, yeah, that, yes. That and like other shit too. Other weird shit. Like, uh, yeah, of course. Getting lot, shit from the set. Mostly appearances. Appearances. So it wasn't shady, but it was like their own thing. Right, yeah. right, right. Side hustle. Side, side, side hustle. hustle. Side hustle. Which yeah. I got. But, yeah, we can get to that later. But Which, by the way, is perfect for The Sopranos because yeah. everyone does have yeah. a side hustle. Yeah. So they, they, but it's they, crazy because that speech David Chase was giving was to the new people, which is you. Yes, right. that you was know, for like, you. Yes, that I hope was. He's like, hey, hey, guys, if you just join the cast, or if you just have one totally role, hey, everybody, everybody here knows we're family. We yes. keep it quiet. Yeah, so that was right. Right, that's right for you. you yes. that wasn't for Gandolfini. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> he didn't it was that. for me and and everybody else and who other was new, new on people. that day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the best yeah. friend, the best totally. friend that was there too. Right, 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 and um. Oh, that's cool. Oh, dude, it was so cool, and it was addictive because, so, so then I then I did the day. The day was nerve wracking. Um, there was some, I had some, you know, I deal with anxiety, and I later in my life I realized it was a real thing, and I now manage it. But when I was younger, I would do things, yeah. or I would, I would know, I would just know. I don't feel quote unquote like i would i wouldn't feel in my body sometimes okay yeah and to talk about not feeling in your body there were moments where i was having fucking out out of body experiences where i'm like yo i'm literally like like it felt like on one of like um remember that scene in the oliver stone movie where it turns into a, a in natural born killers where it turns into that fake mm-hmm. rodney dangerfield's like mm-hmm. oh yeah that- yeah so weird. It yep. kind of felt like that at points where I was like, I'm just a character on the Sopranos. Like, like, like they just pushed me onto the set and like you, you're this weird guy. And like, and, and then, and that went on for quite a while because oh. I knew that this show was such a thing eventually. And, and their, their characters were so, they were sat in them. Like when you met Tony, it was like, Oh, this dude is, He's in character. He is this guy. Yeah. When you meet yeah. Carmelo, Carmela, she's that person. You and, and I was like, "Yo, I'm a bad actor," and the the, but actually, I get and and I'm not sweating myself. I but I got a lot of compliments on how I handled it, and I found that interesting because a lot of the time, in my head, I went. I don't feel like well, I, you have to have imposter syndrome. Yeah, how I had imposter syndrome. Right? Yeah. How, how could yeah. you not? And I think one of the funny parts about the Sopranos is, is that it's literally filled with the best actors ever. But then they have scenes where they rub up against. All due respect, you may know the guy. I'm sorry, Jackie Junior. And and there's scenes where you're like, this is a yeah. terrible yeah. actor yeah. in a scene with the best actor in the world. So it's a unique show in that regard. So I can certainly understand yeah. why you'd be like, yeah. do yeah. I fit? And yeah. then you have other people, 
So you have total, you have theatrical, real deal actors who are dead serious, like Edie Falco. Yeah. But then you have guys like Sill. Yeah. Who's great. Who takes it seriously. And but takes is, it seriously. Yeah. But, but he also wasn't a real actor prior to yeah. that. Yeah. 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 By the way, you know what? You know, which uh, one's Sill? Which one's Sill? Sill is Sill is uh, Silvio Dante. Silvio is is um the one in the in the in, in from the, the East Street Band. The Billy Joel. Yeah, right, right, yeah. right. But so With the bandana. Yeah. So the funny thing is, it, right? He's literally a whole different character in yeah. his actual life. Yeah. Saif, you know what um, Natalie said today that I thought was uh, slightly profound when we were watching. She was like, "I feel like she said I feel like Shawnee culture is like the Silvio of your group at work." I was like, that's actually exactly right. Is Natalie that's Italian? Crazy. No, Natalie's Israeli. Oh shit. But she 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 nailed it because Same shit. I mean, there's a little of that. Cuz yeah. she knows Shawnee Sil was always chill. Sil was never Paulie yeah. was a wild boy. Sil was the one who was always like, let's yeah, yeah, yeah. take a step back. And Tony would always go, "What?" Cuz he knows Sil was thinking, eh, "Right, right, right. Is that yeah. really the best yeah, yeah, thing yeah. to do here." All right, so yeah. So, so we um, got so I do the so I do that day and I'll never forget I was high as fuck after like just just on on life right and we get done but my friend Evan Newman who I grew up with winds up playing the fucking best friend wow okay we went to Hebrew school together when we wow. were little kids okay my mom goes how did it go I go home I'm living at home at this time she, she goes how did it go and I was like it went great. And, like, this happened and this happened. And, like, yeah, the best friend said that he knew me. Like, the kid who played the best friend. And she goes, who was it? What's his name? And I was like, Evan Newman? She's like, oh, my God. You wanted to be his best friend growing up. Like, <laughs> you you went to Hebrew school with him. And I'm like, stop. And anyway, and, yeah, and then, we, and then Evan and I reconnected after that. But Evan had a fucking hard day because we get to the scene around dinner. And... Literally, you mean around dinner time in the day? In the show. In Sorry. the show, it's dinner. Yeah. Yes, correct. Right. And we're and we're there, and his character has a thing about Billy Bud. It's a fun. So I don't know if you remember the scene. Uh, obviously, you haven't kind watched of. recently, so I'll, yeah. I'll just I'll I'll jog you on it. The scene is Carmela gets hung up in this argument with Meadow and her friends yeah. about whether this character is gay. Totally. And the kids. And by the way, this is one of the underrated what character. The character's Billy Bud? Is that what the what's the character that they're arguing about? Billy Bud. It's Bill that's the character. Whether or not Billy Bud is gay. Yep. And what's Billy, Billy Bud's on the show? No, no, no. no, no, no he's no. a historic he's from uh, what's the book? What's the book? They're they're, they're, arguing, sorry, they're arguing about a book. Billy Bud. She, oh, okay, okay. So Carmella had read this book. Yes. It's a famous book. Yeah, and, yeah. The, and and I apologize for being ignorant. The, and the kids had read the book. And again, this is something I think the Sopranos doesn't get its due credit for, is that they were incredibly forward thinking in oh, these progressive yeah. conversations yes, yes. before it was required well, to have now, a TV well, now show. You're hit, now you're hitting on something that, that I've been fascinated with. I mean, it, yes, 100%. I mean, I was talking to Crystal, my wife. Uh, we were watching um, All in the Family. Okay, yeah. Right? Great, great example. Great example. The, where, ulti the ultimate example. The ultimate example right. where, yeah. like... It is woke in a way. Like that show is is woke. It's be, it's, well, it's post it's post right because you got a guy, you got a dad who's like quasi racist. He's quasi. Saying, he is sorry. Yeah, full blown. Full blown. But he's willing to like his kids are that are that tuning fork, or he's the tuning fork that everything radiates from. But the kids will check the dad 
and then it, correct me if I'm wrong. Sometimes he will be like, but, "You're right, right?" Or am I, I wrong? I, so if you yeah. don't, did Archie Bunker but sometimes because he was Archie Bunker was New York, yes, old school New Queens, York yes. racist, not Ku Klux Klan. Yeah, race, yeah, 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 exactly. Which like. Which, like, if I say that to a white woke girl, it's no different. Yes, yes. But we know there is a difference. Yes. Like, yes. he works with black people. His neighbors are black. Sometimes he says some off-color shit, but also he has black friends. A hundred percent. It's not like you're, like, a southerner in the Klan and you're like, we're going to kill black people. You're just, like, kind of, like, racist. A hundred percent. It is different. It is. But, different. but Tony yeah. was the same way. Well, that that's. The, I was just about to say, right. Tony was the exact same way. And, and unfortunately, I mean, you guys probably seen this or uh, Imperioli who played Christopher has become, you know, is one of my best friends and one, and and just a special person in my life. And he is an incredible dude. And, you know, Michael just discovered Instagram like three years ago. And now he's like on Instagram all the time. Yeah. yeah, His Instagram's funny, but, but Michael's a Buddhist, and he also engages with his fans. He's, he, I think he has since kind of laid off it. But the funny thing is, and what you come to realize, what I mean, we're talking about some, like, heavy shit, but, like, so there's a, I believe there's a contingent of people who watch that show who are probably racist, who have been racist, who are just watching the show on one level. And then there are people who get all the the the, the minutia of the show and the nuances. Of course, of it, you know. And so I don't think you know. And the irony is, I don't think you could watch. I actually don't think you would watch um, All in the Family and be able to like All in the Family is one thing. Like you can't. I don't think you could just watch it and be like, he's racist. I like that. Do you know what I mean? It would be hard. It'd be hard. It would be hard because he looks stupid. And so to to not realize that you're wrong when you're watching it would be harder. Whereas if you were, let's say, someone who just loved the Tony character and you're not thinking, you just think when Meadows complaining about how they're not progressive at all, you think Meadows annoying and they're right. Exactly. But the truth is, I'm sorry to be this blunt, anyone with a brain in their head knows that what the show was saying is that Tony and Carmella were really flawed and Meadow mm-hmm. ideologically was the smart one. Totally. She was educated. Totally. She she was becoming a better version. Yeah, but I know but I know a lot of old school Italian guys that are like, oh, this girl's she's awful whack. She's uh going to college and getting all these bright ideas, you know? Yeah. And it's like And then they would think, and they could watch that and take it just through that. Totally. But like I, yeah. I had this conversation with someone recently. I said, you know, a lot of shows about the mob involve racism but but the racism is happenstance it's there you hear hear them say the n-word or or, or the m-word in in italian right right, right, you know what i'm saying and you hear that and you go oh that's gross in the sopranos it's not happenstance no race is a big part of the show 100 i mean tony's bout with racism anti-semitism homophobia all of it is like really part of his story sorry saif go ahead I'll say one of my favorite scenes, um, I believe, is Tony's mom. I think it's a flashback when he was younger. And she's like, you're hanging out with those N-words on Bloomfield Avenue. And I was like, yeah, if you're a kid from Jersey, Italian kid from Jersey, you hung out with all types of kids. Yeah. You know? But she, like, yelled at him. like, And I I remember that scene so well. It's so funny. Well, and she's probably also, like, you know, sorry to step on you, but, like, she's probably also, like, 
I mean, you know that we all grew up in and around New York, but like the you know, there were there were fucking gangs. There were Italian gangs that like if yeah. you were black or Latino, yeah, yeah, yeah. you couldn't cross, you know, fucking whatever yeah, street. And and, yep. and you'd get fucked up. You know, it's not, you know, baseball bats and brass knuckle shit, but that's the that's what she, that's the that's what she's pointing out is what the show right. was able to do because she's like your other friends aren't doing that. You're doing that, you know. Yeah. It's 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 a yeah. really uh it's a really awesome part of that show, man. Oh, dude, it's it's it's, I just, so, it's it's hard for me. Sometimes it's hard for me to watch because it's so it it evokes a time that I enjoyed so much yeah. that it that it's a little hard. Um, I haven't had. I'm never gonna have that experience again. That's okay. I'm not gonna. Um, it it was so special on so many levels. Obviously, I was younger, and I'm sure like the bureaucracy there was bureaucracy that I would have maybe would have been different if I was like a regular on the show or whatever. But even Jamie right. and Jamie and Robert, who I still see, like those people are are a part of my life forever. And like, I love them. And, and Michael, like it's just, it was, it was like family and, and RIP Jim. He was a very kind dude to me too. Like, so, so, so tell us a little bit about your relationship with Jim. And then, and you also have to tell Cypher the story that you told me because it was tremendous. Which one? The, the club. Oh, the club. The club I night. forgot if I told you, you that. Did. Yeah, okay. It was, yeah, it yeah. was uh, Actually, Cypher he'll, loved the yeah, story. Yeah, he'll, he'll get it. Um, all right. So, <laughs> my relationship with Jim was that of he kind of was always in character in the sense that he knew he treated me as though I was one of his kids in a way, even though I was just adjacent to them. Right. He was extremely kind. He was um, funny. He was, I could tell he was a sensitive dude, but he didn't, it didn't present that way. He didn't talk about that. What did he sound like to talk to in regular conversation? He did not sound, he he, he always actually sounded like Tony. He but did. It's not how he talked in real life. That that's not his real. Uh, but it's how he talked on set. Yes. Oh, you mean like the tone? The Tony that we know with like that the, sort of. Uh, it's very hard to do. Hey, hey, how you doing? Yeah. That that, that, that little the, that and he got had kind of like a list. Like there's, there's a little nasal. Yeah. That thing, he kept up <laughs> most of the time that on set. Wow. Uh, wow. and I, I'm pretty cool. he, while he wasn't. I don't. I, I, his acting teacher could probably tell you more. But while he wasn't necessarily method, I do think he had method instincts, which I kind of relate to in, in my act. Like I get what he's doing, which was, it, it's a lot to do. It, why not do it all the time? Versus, yeah. because his character, as you know, it, it had a lot going on even though it felt very real and he would do things to, to stay in character because I think he'd prefer that than to not, you know, it's just easier. At it's that just point. easier. And so, um, a lot of the time he was in character, he'd crack a joke or two up until the point where it was clear that we were rolling. Then he would stay in character. Um, we had a thing, uh, I've told this story before, but I'll tell you guys, like we, when, when we're at the old homestead steakhouse, mm-hmm. Actually, this is part of the story. We're at the yeah. old, we're at the old Homestead Steakhouse. It's the scene where my character tries to buy dinner after. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, Sife, do you remember that? 
kind of. They I basically they, we go out to we go out to family dinner. Family dinner. Carmela's not there. Mm-hmm. Tony's in town, like in the city for some reason, and he's like, "Let's go to old. We'll go to the steakhouse, and we're just having this like meal with where he's kind of meeting me a little bit more." Uh, AJ's yeah. there, Meadows there, whatever, and he's probably dealing with something stressful as he's wont to do. And I'm just like, you know, we're having this meal, and 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 the thing that started the off-camera shenanigans was on camera. AJ's supposed to be like, I'm going to summer camp this summer, and like, I don't know about how I feel about it. And I'm like, in character, I'm supposed to lean over and was like, you know, I've done summer camp. You can still have fun or something like that. And I got in, it was a late night, and I started that laughing about the idea of, like, what does that mean? Like, what What the fuck am I saying? Like, you what know, one it? of those moments, like, am I saying you can, like, fool around? Like, it just got, like, you know, kind of homoerotic in my brain, and I thought it was funny. And then and then I, I shared that information with Robert, like, like, what do I mean by that, you know? And we started laughing, not at the idea that you know being gay is a problem, just that it was like kind what, of what does this what does mean? this mean? And uh, and Robert starts cracking up. Jim start we all start busting, and we're like, and I'm ruining takes. And we, this is a time where we shot on film, <laughs> yeah. still 35 yeah, yeah, millimeter. Yeah. And I'm like kind of fucking up takes because I keep cracking up at when I have to say that line. And Jim goes, he he goes stone like face goes stone cold, and he reaches across the table and he like grabs my nose, and he goes. He goes, if you keep that up, I'm going to rip it off and shove it up your ass. Like, no, not joking. And I was like, whoa. I was like, is he serious? Like, yeah. And I just button up, and I'm like, okay. We get the scene done. And through the course of the night, it was very hot. You have to turn off. Uh, the AC because yeah, of the sound. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So we turn it off, and he sweats a lot. And I actually sweat a lot, too, when the, when the, the lights are on. And they the wardrobe would give us these little fans, like tiny little fans. They did nothing, but you would hold it on your face to to stop sweating. So we finished the night. It's like probably twelve a.m. and it's it's midnight. And Jamie, Meadow, and Robert are like, "Hey, yo, we're going out. You want to go out with us?" And this is the first time they've invited me to do anything. And I'm like, "What do you mean go out? Like, what do you get some drinks?" And they're like, "We're gonna go to a club." And I'm like, "All right, cool." So we go to <laughs> so funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We go to Sway or Suede, one of these places back in the Both day. Both of those were clubs. Right. So which right. one was it? <laughs> it was the it was the one in Meatpacking District that was really fucking small. Yeah, but, Suede. Okay, it was Suede. And and it gets yeah. and it gets pretty wild. So we go there and I didn't know Tony's going. I didn't know Jim's going. And so they we get in a, a car. It goes like five blocks. We get in the limo, and yeah, it's like literally right around. Literally the around the corner. Yeah. We get yeah. in the limo, or we walk. I forget. And we get in there, and doors open, bottles pop, fucking people are just their heads are turning, and <laughs> we sit at a table that's like I don't know if you remember, but there's like really low glass tables, like very uncomfortably low, where you'd hit your shin or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And they got there. There's bottles down. And people are coming around, and I'm there. And, like, I'm with the crew. It's, like, me, Robert, Jamie, and Tony. And and Tony's, like, you know, he's my age now probably, but he's, like, over, you know, he's 30 years older. Then probably. Yeah, yeah, he's, like, 30, he's 35 years older or th- whatever. 20 than, years older. Than everybody else. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 20 years. Thank you. And he's just drinking, smoking, whatever. And this girl comes up, 
to me and she's kind of chatting me up clearly wants to be part of our thing and i'm like you know just entertain it's fun and and she reaches down for a drink uh to 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 grab the bottle of like sky vodka or whatever and she's gonna <laughs> pour herself a drink and it's such a far reach because the tables are so low and she's in high heels her fucking heels go out from under her oh. and she fucking obliterates the whole table <laughs> just oh, just, just everything is gone I'm trying to help her like get up and she's just like swimming like a fish on the table and I look up and they're gone. They're already at another table across the room <laughs> laughing at me, calling me over while this girl's just like destroyed this this fucking table. What? They're gone already? Yeah, These they're immediate- gone. They got another table set up immediately. I love I love that. Yeah. I love that. I I, I, I tell this girl I'm like, "Yo, you got to like you know, chill or whatever." I go over to them and I and we just like hang the rest of the night and just drink and whatever, and it's it's getting late and I'm and I'm gonna go wow. and I don't see Tony, uh, so I don't see Jim. I I say goodbye to the guys and I and I go, and I see Jim is at the bar and he's like shoulder shouldered up for a new, another drink, and he's a he's the biggest guy there. So I tap on his shoulder and I go, Hey Jim, I I just want to thank you for tonight. Like I don't know if you know how much this means and. Uh, I just want to say I appreciate it for everything. And he go he turns to me very serious and he goes, "Will, you're a fantastic actor." He goes, "But you got to quit it with this fan stuff." And I go, I'm like, "Oh shit." And I'm like I'm like, "What it?" He's like, "What the fuck is he talking about?" Like I was so confused. Yeah. And I get in the cab, I take a cab home and I go home. And the rest of the night I'm like, "What did he mean?" And and so I've over the years, I've asked people, what did he mean by this? And eventually I formed my own view, but it was that I had told Peter that. And I told, um, I actually asked Jamie and Robert when I was on their podcast. And it's funny because everybody else understands, has a very clear, distinct, you know. Right, faster than you did. Than I did, yeah. Saif, how do you take the story? I don't know. Like, he, are you being too appreciative, saying thank you too much? Or was he fucking with you? Well, so it's funny because I think I think he originally, honestly, originally, I thought he was just like, and this is weird. Remember how I said those little fans for, the, for us sweating, you know? And I thought... He's like telling you about the fans. Not, but not specific. But there was like a, but there was important. There was like meaning behind the little fan, which actually deals in the same space with what other people's view of this story is. But I was like, oh, he's like, if you're sweating, don't ask for the little fan. <laughs> Just was- be a boss. Like, don't, don't be a, don't be a bitch. Wait, what like, did he say again? He said, he, he said to me, Will, you're, 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 you're a tremendous actor, but. You gotta quit it with this fan stuff, and oh fuck, what is that? Well, now but I'm- then Jamie and but then Jamie, well, I talked to you know Peter said the same thing they did. No, I'm Sife. I know you know what he meant, Sife. And he did. He said it. He- Sife said it. He he said it, which was like you, you're basically he was to what Jim was saying in not so many words was you're part of this family already. Stop acting like you're on the outside. Right. Stop acting like family. Like that's, a, yeah, that's right. Or stop acting like family. It was still very early, though, right? It was still very early. Very early. You that's hadn't why done I that was much conf- stuff with No, him. I hadn't done that much at all. That's why I was confused. That's why I didn't. That's why I yeah. didn't. Who would think that I'm family? I'm, I'm, I've been here two days. I've done two days of work or whatever, you know? And uh, right. that's the kind of guy he was, though, if you 
you know, mm-hmm. when you mm-hmm. read between the lines, like, and um, a lot of them were like that. J- uh, Chris, uh, Michael was like that. They were all like that. And um, did it feel? Did it? Did it hurt when he said it? Did yeah, it, like- it did actually kind of hurt because I was like, oh, I did something wrong. I'm being. I'm being. I'm like, you know, I'm. Yeah, it but did. it was the opposite. It was actually the opposite. If I had been a little more mature and a little less insecure, I would have been like, oh, this dude's actually telling me you're already, I already view you as a friend or as, right. as a, as somebody right, right, less right. than, you know, uh, just some dude who comes, you know, right, you're a colleague, I get it. I get you're it. a colleague. So really, but that's the fucked so up really, thing about acting and this stupid business too, is bro, that look at, up, you know, man. it's all fucked up. Look at, look at how, like in any other and maybe other you know businesses would be like that, but if you're like playing basketball and some you got a new player on the team, one would hope that the kid who comes, no, it happens there too. It you know, it does happen. Too. I'm sure. It has to. Look at the yeah. Russell Westbrook shit and like yeah, all I'm that. Sh- you know, it's like all of it. So um, he, he he really he was telling you hey, when you walk out of the club. Like tap him on the show, Jim. I'm out. Thanks for everything. Exactly. And, you know exactly. I mean? Not like, yeah. Hey, I really appreciate. Yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. me all day. Exactly. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, thank you so much for having me. That yeah, is yeah, you. Yeah, that yeah, is yeah. you, Say. Like, that is you. You, you being here, it, you've been accepted. Exactly. Now just be cool. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, just now like, you're just cool. Just shut but the that, fuck but up. But that's yeah, how yeah. I am, though, man. I like, I like to show I'm appreciated. Me too. You me know too. what? I, I feel a lot of people. I feel I think the guys like Jim, Tony Soprano, whatever you uh James Gandolfini, guys like that, they don't get it enough. Yes. So that when they do get it, it feels awkward to yes. them. Yes. But my shit is like I have to let you know how appreciative I am. I'm not trying to make it awkward, but like I don't think enough people do let I you agree. Know. I agree. I you know do. What I, mean? I do. But no, now I- I've learned how to I've learned how to Say it in not such a what like a fan way like you're saying like no but, but we, we're young, we live you know? in a we live in a society that you know you know that where yeah it, we're saying the same thing I a hundred percent and I and I think he I think he did appreciate it I just think he he's like enough you don't exactly. need to but it's like it's like anytime someone's telling you, you you're thanking them yeah and they say no no thank you you know don't don't thank me. You don't need to. That's and all he's, he's getting a lot of fake versions of that probably. All the time. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And here I am yeah. do, trying to give an authentic thing, and he's like, you know what? For me, it's it's all good. And it's know. funny because you're not even a fan because you never even and that, watched that's, the show. Yeah. Right, right, right. I became, you know what I mean? what's funny is I became, there was a little moment where I didn't get big-headed, but all of a sudden I realized, oh, shit. This is, yeah. I still didn't like, it was the biggest show, uh, and I'll give you the example. It was the biggest show in the world. Yes, and, yeah, of course. And I didn't realize that. I, well, you could argue like Law and Order actually did better numbers, probably, but in the no, sense, it's not, it's not about the numbers. It's not it's about that, the that cultural HBO, cultural. It's cultural. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. So one day, uh, when my big veto thing was about to air, ah, uh, Phineas, Phineas, my boy. <laughs> When when that was about to go down, uh, Eileen Landris, who was one of the big the, the prolific producers on the show, she pulled me aside, just kind of anecdotally, was like, you know, just like, will um, you know, they're releasing your big episode tomorrow, uh, tomorrow, and she's just like, I'm letting you know, everything everything's going to be different on Monday. Wow. And I was like, and I was like, what? Wow. Like, like that's how stupid and kind of just I what you know like 
I wasn't thinking about. Imagine today, somebody goes, "Uh, Will your giant or your big arc is gonna be on Monday?" I'd be on Instagram, like you know, yeah, I'd yeah. be on Twitter, whatever the fuck. Like that's where my brain would be probably now, which mm-hmm. is kind of unfortunate, but right. like whatever. So I had none of that. I'm keeping secrets. Like my friends, we're at the bar and my friends are huge fans, right? Yeah. And they're like kind of heated at me because like they're just jealous in general and I'm like trying to be as chill about it right, as possible. Right, and you kind of come off like a dick yes, when you're yes. like, no, I can't share anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like I'm not blowing this and to they tell didn't you want a fucking me, story. And they Come on, didn't want- just tell us. Yeah, right. exactly. Well, I had a couple friends who would be like, if you tell me, I'm going to kill you kind of stuff. Right, right. So, <laughs> so Monday, I have to go downtown for something. Wait, Sunday. what's the scene? What's the big scene? This was the blowjob at the... Uh, this is when you saw the blowjob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And... Well, sorry, oh, so, yeah. oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah. sees Vito sucking the guy's dick in yeah. the car. Yeah, right. Yep, that yeah, that whole thing. That. Okay, and yeah. then, and then was, I, I forgot that was Finn, yeah. Yeah, and then I think I'm gonna. he's going to kill me, all that shit. I yeah, get yeah. on the train. I get on the C train to go downtown. And I had known that Sunday. This is on Monday. This is Monday, Monday morning. I get on right, the C right. train. It's not super crowded because it was probably like around noon. And all of a sudden, I start to notice people's eyes on me. And they start, yeah. heads start turning. People, and their faces were weird. Like they're trying to figure this out. And I'm like, the yeah. whole day, like avalanche, and like more and more, and I'm like, yeah. oh my god, she was right. She like, told you. She yeah, told she me, told and it was it was cool and weird, and I was just like, wow, like that's. And I'm not somebody who like chases fame or anything, but it was just really interesting to watch. She knew what was going to happen, but yeah. it's also very hard to explain. Totally right, right, and now now here's- there's not. There's not one specific thing that's gonna happen. Exactly. Just a lot like a lot of those things. And that was when it was um appointment television. You know what yeah, I mean? Where that like, was still the everyone thing. saw it. Yeah. That, that moment, moment. Not like now where it's all exactly. on Exactly. So like people were yeah. exactly yo, and the crazy thing is like now with COVID, like all these kids, I probably look different. My hair's shorter. I definitely look different, but my hair's shorter and I'll still get it from kids. But because Sopranos, I think it Sopranos is all over TikTok. Oh, really? That's hilarious. All like Sopranos must be there must be like a crazy resurgence of Sopranos right now. Yeah, there's scenes on just random scenes on TikTok all the time. Really? Well, there's the one. There's the one that I love where it's me coming out of the um. You know, remember where I opened the door the out of the latrine and yeah. he's right there? Yeah, yeah, of course. So people, have you seen the one where people are putting in the background? It's Ugh. on some Star Wars shit behind him, like uh, laser uh, beams, and uh, you know, <laughs> straight up like they're fighting like an intergalactic war behind him. <laughs> behind Vito? Yo, so it's funny. so dope. Yeah, it's <laughs> sick. It's sick. Um, So then I want to ask you, what is it like? So, So the series ends... And you were a part of one of the biggest television shows of all time. One of the, you know, one of the best television shows of all time. You're a major part, like you have a major part of it, but you're not one of the main stars of it either. No. So like you also can live your life mostly in anonymity. Yeah. 
But when people hear that you were on it, like I, I guess what I'm asking you is this. Is it clear to you that professionally being a part of that show, even if you do things yeah. that you're more a part of and you direct and you sure, produce, sure, sure. have you already reconciled in your mind that this will likely be the greatest thing you've ever been a part of? Be what? Look at these profound questions. I mean, come on. like Because I think about that sometimes. I, I actually, I think it would be, a, I, I mean, look, on a certain level, of course, I understand that. It's very hard to... It would be a, I think it would be a misstep to live your life like that, obviously. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so, but is it all? But is it one of the prides of your life that yes. you're part of it? Oh, a hundred percent. But I, as an artist and as a creative, like that's not my journey. You, know, you, you don't want that to be the entire no. journey, of course. No, not. of course. So, but yes, uh, I am. I am aware. In, in a for me it's actually artistically sometimes i look at stuff out there and i'm like man like everything is just trying to be a version of of what i know this was and that's hard and so like a lot of my you know and then on a personal level when that ended it did feel a little, little bit like a death mm. it did feel like a little bit of a death but then years passed and i see those people and they've become my friends and colleagues and and I'm like, I mean, sure, I'm sure you can relate too in your what you do with WWE in a weird way. It's like you've you've worked and lived and existed in this world in a in a long in a, in a profound way, and have had incredible highs and, and maybe not lows, but like some just and, and and then you look back and you're like, wait a second, I'm a part of it still. Like it's it's all it's all still. Um, part of this process and this growth that we you know whatever we call life but yeah like definitely the fact that jim died made it extra sad yeah, and, I was and thinking that. sad and depressing for a while um and then i actually think it brought people closer together mm -hmm, too. i'm sure um certain cast members are closer than others that's just how it's always going to be um I'm very fortunate, I think, with the people that, that I am friends with. I don't get to see, like, Robert and Jamie as much as I would like because she's in Texas and he's in uh, L.A. And But Michael's right here. And, yeah. like, you know, that's just – it's special. It's special. And I think they feel the same, man. Like, that's what makes me feel better. It's hard because I was always an outsider. Then I'm, like, another – but it's, you know, it's all the same. It's all, it's all this thing. I feel so fortunate. I learned so much. Um, and I had so much more to go. Now, right. being that young and being on something that dope yeah. was tough. Is tough when you're like, oh, then I have other things to do. I I've got more. Right. What's and you and you'd already now you. And it sucks because you're not able. Think about it like this: at this stage of your career, if you were to get a gig as impactful somehow as The Sopranos, the level of appreciation you'd have for it with the 20 years of experience in the industry, you had barely even yeah. sniffed. You hadn't suffered yet. Yeah. You were 25. Yeah. What, 23? 23. You hadn't 24. suffered shit yet. Yeah. And you got, you just fucking landed this. Yeah. So like, imagine the actors there. What's, what's Paulie's, uh, what's the actor who played Paulie's name again? Tony Sirico. Tony Sirico. Who Tony, had, Tony, Tony was hustling for a long Tony time. Tony Sirico was grinding and gets his defining role at what, 60? Yep. Or a little younger. Paulie was 60? No, nah, I 50? think he was a little younger. It's funny. It's hard to tell how old that guy is. He's, no, I'll tell you. 
How old Tony is he Sirico, seventy something. On his IMDb, he's born July 29th, forty-two. So in that wow, so, so no, he, he was in his late fifties, yeah, or almost 80, sixty. Ninety-two. Yeah. He's so fucking good. Yeah. Almost well, sixty. 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 Well, it started it, in ninety-nine, it. right? So he was fifty-seven <laughs> years old when this thing started. Uh, okay, let's let's go. Okay, first of all, I have to ask you about this scene. All right, let's. Uh, you know what we got to do here. It's been a great episode, but let's uh, let's continue the rest on Patreon.